With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance and save by bundling auto and home. Hello, and on this episode, we jump into foot content and of course, dig into the controversy around the recent EA statement. To do that, we have a man who wrote that article, which contains the controversial statement in the mirror. And we also have Nepenthes. We'll also be talking about the various Nepenthes memes and plenty more. I'm your host, Ben, and you're listening to the Foot Weekly Podcast, brought to you by our supporters. Right then, it's week 25. As we so often do, we have Japes with us. How are we? I'm good, Ben. I am now, you know, my second coffee of the week. Uh, (laughs) The weekly coffee report. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to give the pod listeners their weekly coffee report. Today we're drinking uh, an Americano with a, what did I do? Two pumps of cinnamon dolce syrup in there. So, you know, I'm feeling extra fresh with my coffee order this Mm, morning. Fancy the uh, syrup coffee making its debut, I think, on the pod. Have to hear what the listeners think about that. Matt, for trading, welcome. Have you got any insights on your beverage today? Hello, Ben. Thank you very much for having me on. I haven't really got anything to add on the the beverage front. I've got a nice little orange juice. Uh, I don't know if that'll catch on. Maybe we we do make that as a Mm. a feature. We'll have to see. Orange juice tier are we talking about here? Uh, It's just Tropicana. That's pretty decent. That's that's a good orange juice. Is it with bits? Oh, it is with bits. I'm sorry. No, no, that's good. I think it's all about the bit. I sometimes go for the extra, extra juicy bits or whatever it's called. You're a better man than me. Anyway, enough beverage chat, unless our next guest wants to get involved too. Um, we have with us, returning to the pod, Nepenthes. Hello, Ben. How are you doing? Yeah, well, thanks, Nep. Have you got a drink with you at all? No, I did have a coffee this morning, but oh. it wasn't anything special. I our, our coffee machine, I can't get it to taste like, you know, as if I went to a mm. cafe or something. It just It's just not the same. Yeah, that's been one of the things about lockdown. Like I've 
got way better at making coffee because there's well actually that's a lie obviously coffee shops are open but for a while they weren't so i was uh i was trying to you know learn my craft a bit it's gone fairly well actually but yeah that's probably for another podcast as, as i always say we need to set up that oh listen we were just talking about business but what an opportunity to start your own coffee bean right yeah what ben's beans yeah ben's beans <laughs> yeah. Like, I probably wouldn't go with that but <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably should have put that one to a focus group before bringing it up <laughs> yeah, i think we need to put it out to the pod listeners right now if yeah. there was ever to be a coffee being to be roasted what should the name be you can have, certainly have a play on words with pod for coffee pod yeah, oh, yeah podcast. There, there's some stuff there yeah, nicely done and uh look we'll be talking about the ea controversy their statement that they put out of course but we did want to cover the content that's out there we've got nathan joining us a bit later on who wrote the articles that are in the mirror with those ea statements in them um, but yeah, for now, we want to talk about the content, of course, that's come out more recently, as we always do. And the first bit is something that I think is probably the best thing that's come out over the last week, unless anyone has any other uh, suggestions for that. And that is the Bender Brothers. It seemed like, Nep, that was something that you thought was good. Yeah, I thought they were good. I think, as a rule, EA have nailed end of era cards for the last few years. I, mm. I think they always seem to get them right. I thought I, I just think they're good. I, th- I think they can be super meta. I, I think if you use your fullbacks at centre back, then the right back bender is perfect. Yeah. If you don't, then the centre back bender is perfect. I think they're reasonably priced. I, I, I like them. It's, it's a big win for me. Yeah, yeah. Japes is as our Bundesliga expert, I suppose. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? I think they're really good SBCs. You know, it's it's sad in some ways. Like I saw the. Oh, I'm going to mess it up. I guess we'll say the right back bender because I'm I can't remember if it's Sven or Lars. Mm. I believe it's Lars, but I saw his card with like 90 agility, that pace, given his size. Mm. And I was like, uh, I'm going to be playing against this as a center back in weekend league. <laughs> that yeah, was yeah, my reaction. Yeah. Not like, oh, will this make like a cool right back or do I want to do him? It's, it was like rolling my eyes that people are going to just go out and use this card as a center back. Yeah, yeah. But, but like as a whole, I mean, gosh, if you're building a German team or a Bundesliga team, like those are exceptional cards and fantastic value. Like Leverkusen in general, you know, if you're using Tapsoba, you've got a great link now to him. Hmm. For a decade in goal as well, the headliner one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. The Leverkusen account changed their cover photo to the footback line didn't they because you've got i think it was way who tweeted yeah, out Singraven as well oh they got two left backs actually Singraven, yeah. wendell um and uh taps over yeah and, and no longer a peter bosch <laughs> so yeah remove the manager but it got a great epic foot back line um, <laughs> yeah. so you know you win some you lose some right yeah exactly and so we've also got the man of the match items nice that they're doing a full squad released on saturday evenings bit of a change which i think is good to see it is, though, not the most exciting selection of players. Left mid Pogba, slightly interesting for squad building. A classic Orsic special, which uh, will no doubt be a threat if you're not too bothered about the skills. And of course, Ned, we've got to be mentioned, the cheeky Kalor Navas, of course. Yeah. I just don't know how, like, I, I'd never set out <laughs> yeah, yeah. to meme them. I just don't know how they always get taken out, like, not even out of context. I suppose it is fully in context. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. The old pen refs and the. Why are you there, man? Whenever I post a post on Instagram now, the first like 100 comments are just memes. And I'm just like, okay, if, if, if this is what's going to keep me relevant in the community, I'm down. Like, I'm, I'm all right with that. Yeah. I mean, I was actually going to ask you because I was intrigued. Like, how did the Digne one start? 
because I was saying his name wrong. So I I called like I heard a commentator on our TV over here call mm. him Dean. And so I called him Dean for the longest time. <laughs> uh, the French pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then some guy in my chat is like, it's not pronounced that way. I'm like, yeah, no, it is. Like, you know, so I went to the like to Google Translate and you know you got the woman that like will like say it out for you. So I typed it in there and typed translate and pressed the audio thing and she goes, Digne. And that's it. That's that's where it came from. Oh, so now that's all go. I say when oh, it comes up. It just makes oh. me smile. It's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, there was one draft that I did and uh, he popped up and I didn't say his name. And I swear to God, I, there, <laughs> the comments were a riot. <laughs> Missed it at 5.15 in the video. I'm so disliking this. I'm never watching again. I'm like, oh my days. You guys are, you're literally showing up to watch my videos just to see me say a mean name. <laughs> and again, I'll take it. Like, if that's how I get my views, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I think you need to start giving more players you know, if you can like change their name to just like some basic name like Dean, right? Like, yeah, yeah. sorry, it's Billy yeah. Quater, Dave. Like, that's you know, yeah, I call it. Yeah, he gets known as Dave all the time. Yeah, yeah. It actually, started Jakes when you was considerably more involved in the community all those years ago with Dede the centre back. Ah, yeah. And I used to refer to him as Dede the centre back, and people were like, "Why do you call him Dede the centre back?" As if there's another Dede. Because <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't. Yeah, but yeah. I just don't know why it just happened. <laughs> It just rolls off the tongue, you know? Yeah, it does, yeah. That Dede was one of my favourite cars, to be honest, for years. He was just... He was brilliant, like, yeah. He was in, yeah, yeah. He was sensational, he was. Uh, he's still playing football now as well, funnily enough. still going. Mm. Yeah, he's in the Brazilian leagues, yeah. Yeah, well, he's one of those players that, like... He probably wasn't that old, was he, at the time? I think he was an up-and-coming star, but he never ended up coming to Europe, which is somewhat surprising. He was voted as one of the top 100 Brazilians of all time, ahead of... Ronaldinho and Socrates and some significant sort of political figures as well. So, yeah. Well, he, he was rumoured to be transferring to the Bundesliga this year. It never went through, unfortunately. So, yeah, it's, it's a real shame, to be honest, because they've got the licence for the league itself because there are the consumables, including that really pointless one, which is the Brazilian league manager consumable which doesn't give any chemistry to anyone of course because there are no brazilian players because they don't well there are brazilian players there are no brazilian league players of course because they don't have the rights to the players themselves which is a real shame because it was a, a fun league in the past but anyway we've got plenty more to talk about we have that Giroud, who nep i'm sure you're probably kind of pleased with objective player yeah massive fan of that objective player four-star skills yeah four-star skills reasonable pace like not the worst dribbling like I, I think it's brilliant. I, I genuinely think it's a good card. I, I think we need more of that. And, you know, when the the Mark II milestone cards came out that were 86 and 85 rated and stuff, it's like you're just wasting everybody's time with that. Like I'm not asking for 99 rated cards every time they drop something. But that level that Giroud is at, that Suarez was at, like there just needs to be more of that because you will see more squad diversity as people start playing with their favourite heroes and things rather than being like, okay, I could use this. 84 Horgan, who's a pile of trash, or I could use this Ronaldo that I've had for four months. Like, yeah. you know, to add to that in terms of squad diversity, like I, the best, the best and most competitive games have like a, a way of counterbalancing what become like super popular in meta tactics. The fact that Giroud is now a usable six, four card where you can actually cross the ball to him to take advantage of this, like fullback at center back thing is brilliant. 
Give mm, yep. me more of that so that people actually have to consider using center backs. I, that card for me is like a must do. And as like an, uh, to have that sort of optionality in your squad is so important. He's a really good option. And one of the other big Frenchmen we had was Rabio, six for four as well. And I think he's one of those players that he's overpriced for most people, but for some people, he's just going to be exactly the player they need to get a strong link to Ronaldo, maybe to link into their French team. And another Frenchman, of course, is that Mbappe player of the month. This is one where if you have a lot of untradeables, I mean, he's obviously a really good player, so kind of useful. And the fact that it's a position change, but there is, of course, that team of the group stage version, which is really a tiny downgrade on this. And you can sell it and it's much cheaper than completing the SBC. So if you have coins, then you're better off doing that, to be honest, than going out and completing this. But if you have untradeables, I mean, he's obviously a really, really good player. Yeah. Anyway, we have been firing through because, well, there's not a huge amount to dig into. We did a lot of it last week as well, but also because we want to get into that discussion I mentioned at the start. If you would like to leave us here because you're not interested in that sort of discussion, then that's totally understandable. It's not for everyone. And there is, of course, that gameplay podcast over on the supporter feed. We'll be talking about Nep's success getting elite finishes for the first time this FIFA over the last two weeks with Matt's help. Uh, plenty of insight around gameplay on that one. This podcast is only made possible by those supporters who support the pod and get double the amount of podcast content over on that Patreon feed. You can get that over at bit.ly slash more pods. That's bit.ly slash more pod. Right, let's take a very early break and we'll be back in just a moment. A quick point, actually, we also talked about the Rabio SBC and had a bit of a longer discussion about the price put on SBCs, debated that for a bit, and uh, there were some interesting points made, which I'm going to save that because it just made this podcast so long and keep it for a future episode, one of the compilation ones. So I'll look forward to you all hearing that at some point. For those who don't know and maybe would like to hear that in the future, would like to listen to a podcast similar to this every week, normally more focused around what's going on in actual foot, then please do subscribe. It's great to have more subscribers. You can do that over on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Just search up the podcast and find it on your podcast providing app. You can also go to the website footweeklypodcast.com, go to the bottom of the page and enter your email and then get an email update whenever a podcast drops. If you would like even more podcasts, double every week, then you can head over to support the pod, just three pounds a month and support us, keep the pod going and get loads in return. You can do that over at bit.ly slash more pods. That's bit. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. .ly slash more pod. Thanks to all those supporters for keeping the pod going. Right, let's get into part two. Right, going into part two, I can introduce another guest. That is Nathan Bliss, writer for UK national newspaper, The Mirror. And it was in that paper and in his articles where the controversial EA statements were printed. Nathan, welcome to the pod. Thank you. Good to be here. Great to have you. Now, the content we're going to get into here isn't really foot content as such. So apologies to those who are less interested in this type of discussion. But it is important because actually what this statement suggests is 
I think a different attitude potentially to foot from EA versus what people believe foot to be to some extent and I think that is well worth covering and we talked about the icon situation icon gate yeah gate the other week and this feeds into that where it comes after that I suppose because the starting point for this was actually EA's statement on that and some particular wording Nathan do you want to give us that bit then that caused i guess some of the controversy of the first statement ea put out yeah so the the quotes that you're talking about there from an article i did on the the 16th of march really where we we discussed the the ea gate or black market or icon gate or whatever you want to call it it's been coined a few things on on social media one of the things that that came about from from the statement i think it was a it was a wide-ranging kind of statement that they gave to me to, to publish on the mirror and i think the the most important quote from that was which has been circulated around the community is FIFA Ultimate Team is a multifaceted game of skill. It's important to note that you can acquire all items in the game without ever spending money, with purchases being entirely optional. Any professional competitive player needs to demonstrate the skills of a meta game in order to be considered proficient enough to complete at an elite level, which includes trading, economy monitoring, squad rotation, and challenge completion. So that quote was from a question that I had really um, that I put to EA, and they answered in full, to be fair, um, about conversations I've had with professional FIFA players in the community and, and with other people from the industry as well, where I've been talking to people and they said that they have to put money uh, in the game uh, at the start of any cycle to be competitive and it's something that a number of people have raised with me and I thought it was important to put that to EA mm. to get some kind of response within the context of you know the whole EA getting everything because you know there's there's a story obviously around you know people allegedly buying cards on the black market or icon gate um, as, as you whatever you want to call it but there's also the the thing about why people are doing mm. that are these cards so obtainable that that's why these people have, have had to go to these lengths yep. to to purchase the cards in order to use them in their team? So I thought that was an important question. And to be fair to them, that EA responded to it in full and that's their view, mm. um, which which I've obviously published in full. And I think what what these, these statements do, and there's been a couple of statements I, I know, so it might be confusing, they all blow into one. But I think what these statements do is that we don't often get these kind of wide-ranging statements from EA, and and this is something that I've done for a number of months in terms of whenever a story happens, I feel like it's important to put that to EA to give their perspective because when EA talk, I think people listen. And what's become clear over the last week or so with these statements is that I think there's a difference between what EA see with their video game and what the community wants the video game to be mm. and what they want the Ultimate Team game mode to be. And maybe that wasn't so obvious a few weeks ago. I think what these statements have done is maybe just amplify that and, and you know, mm. you can read it on, on a page, obviously. And, I mean, there's, a, there's then a clear difference between what the reaction's been and, and what EI have said in their statements. Yeah, and then there was this thread that went round by a guy called Scuds TV. You can find him on Twitter. And it breaks down quite how challenging that is to get the top 11 players on foot into your squad. And you actually put that back to EA to get their statement on that. Yeah, I mean, again, it was something that I first became aware of the thread kind of early last week. Um, and it was something that was circulating on a number of websites. And I felt it was important to not just cover the thread, but also to, to give EA a chance to respond to that and to put their view across. Because 
I think it's important to be as balanced as we can, um, especially as a journalist. That's my job to be as balanced mm. as we can. And and I put that to EA. And obviously with the whole investigation thing that happened over the weekend, the the, the statement didn't come through till till the, till this week. And yeah, it was a pretty strong statement from them in terms of what what they said. Um and that they they challenged the premise of the theories, I think was the 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 quote from it, the start quote mm. from it. So they said, in the real world, no football club has the world's highest rated players in each of the 11 positions. You don't need the highest rated players in the game in order to win. As importantly, FIFA is a game of skill. The skill of the player is the greatest factor in the outcome of matches or challenges in FIFA. A strong player can be successful whether their team is bronze, silver, gold, or a maximum of all three. While it's possible to fill the top 11 in foot, if skilled enough with substantial time investment, it's certainly not intended or expected that these players would field a squad like this. If the premise here is that players want the best players in the world on their team so they can improve, compete online and play against the best, they can do that in FIFA for no additional investment. You can play as Liverpool, Man City or PSG whenever you mm-hmm. like. I think that's probably the most important part of the quote there. And um, But that's just nonsense, isn't it? Yeah. Because let, let me read you a quote from the first article that you posted. It's important to note that you can acquire all games and items without ever spending money. Mm. And then a quote from the second article, while it's possible to fill the top 11 if skilled enough, it's certainly not intended. Well, like, that just contradicts each other there. Mm. That's just not fair on the audience that are reading. That, that's not a fair response from EA at all. They've contradicted themselves blatantly within those two articles, within those two responses. To but this is the weird thing about the statements, isn't it? It's like... I don't think they actually like lie as such or actually oh, it's disingenuous. completely it's contradict. Yeah. I saw in the thread it said that it's impossible to obtain the top items in the game uh, through trading. But actually, you know, the I think it's Mitch, who's a top uh, trader. I think he made 175 million coins, coins themselves in FIFA 20, I think it was. Uh, maybe FIFA 19, FIFA 18. And so he could literally buy the top 11 players, right? So it is possible, like it's not, they're not completely lying here, but what they are doing is representing the game. And remember, this is a public statement. It goes out to the world, really, not necessarily FIFA gamers. And they are misrepresenting the, the ecosystem, I think it's fair to say in this, which, yeah, as you, as you just pointed out now. Um, Japes, you're, you're someone who's worked a lot with like big organizations in a proper business capacity. Does this kind of PR statement surprise you? Like, is it is it something that you have you know would expect to have seen? That like, what are your thoughts on it? You know, the PR statement, I suppose, is like altogether unsurprising. Like, that's going to be. I'd imagine that EA is working with some sort of agency that's handling a lot of their PR. I, you know, I can't speak to if you were speaking to someone internal. Certainly, will have been coached up as far as like what the statement should be back. But I, the game itself has. A million different facets and EA like the EA FIFA franchise has a million different facets between finance and HR and marketing and uh, the production team and all of these different groups and it would not surprise me in the least if the most senior level folks are potentially out of touch with how the community mm. perceives the game incentive wise their jobs and their bonuses are not going to be tied to breaking the status quo. So they're incentivized to keep the ship rolling along and sailing along the exact way that it's been because it's a cash cow. And, you know, so like in many ways, this is altogether unsurprising. I think it's a great point of discussion that these are the statements that they released and the community 
um, I don't want to say backlash because that's not necessarily it, but the, the way the conversation is developing is like, whoa, that is not how we feel about your game at all. Because there's a lot of, you know, probably big picture strategy about what they say the game is and how they market the game to stakeholders and, you know, the way they view the mode. But those, you know, documents and and strategies and, you know, discussions and ideas are are very much not public facing, nor would you ever expect Mm. them to be. And so likely not much changes, but I think this is a good starting point. Mm. For them to sort of lay out how they see things, I suppose. For, you know, I think it's another, there have been a lot of things that have happened over the past few years that have forced, you know, pitch notes and additional community conversation. I think the community, frankly, deserves to see more statements like this that indicate how EA believes the mode should be played and how yeah, the community, I suppose, is meant to f- not feel, but like interact with it. And the the hardest part with EA for many years and is they'll say nothing, hmm. just like nothing. And in many ways, it's fair. Like, what's the upside for them when they say something? They got backlash and their words can be misconstrued or taken and used and weaponized against them. And recently they've been more willing to say things. And so I think there's an opportunity for a discussion here of the community saying, this is what we'd really love it, love for the game mode to be. And for EA to say, this is the way we think about the game mode internally and want it to be played. And if there is a disconnect between what EA is laying out and how and and what's actually happening in the real world, then that's a problem and that can be addressed. But without knowledge of both sides, you can't actually address it. Yeah, and I think also you read the statement and you look at it, it is clearly not written or maybe even checked by someone properly in the foot team embedded within it, working on foot. There are people in that team who you'll have probably heard on the pod at, capture event podcasts and things like that who are passionate about the game really care about it you might not necessarily agree with their coding decisions but the passion is there they care you can tell they do and they know a lot about the game where clearly whoever has written this statement is not thinking about that they're thinking about the press negative press that could come about if they don't say certain things or if they do say certain things and their investors shareholders the upper level board again on top of them that kind of angle and is that fair to say nathan where this issue comes from just to explain yeah i think it's important that we explain the context as well and how how this statement came about so the there the was a statement in regards to the investigation piece that i did that um, i spoke to david jackson directly who's vp brand at ea sports fifa and he spoke to me in length about mm-hmm. the issue and he, he wanted to talk to the community and to kind of allay their fears and talk about the issues um front on kind of thing but in terms of when you see a statement that says ea spokesperson or just ea it's important to note that most massive companies will have big media or communications teams within them and the hope is is that these media teams or communications teams they know the business they know how they want to represent their brand they've spoke to people higher up you know in certain game modes in you know, certain executives and things. They've spoke to a number of people in the organization and you you hope that they have a, a good idea of what they need to say to represent the brand in the best way. And then they come up with a statement together normally or maybe through an agency. Sometimes it depends on the company. 
And then that's when the statement gets released. So when you see a statement that says spokesperson, it's normally a statement that's been collaborated mm. um, with a team or a couple of people and people have put a few finishing touches to mm. it and have really kind of talked about it and said, yeah, let's send this out. And it represents the company in the best way. So I just wanted to explain that because I know Nep, you replied to me and asked for that, didn't you? Uh, on Twitter. So I just wanted to explain that in a bit more detail, but yeah, see, I, I think, you know, you're talking about the, the PR team or the comms team that is handling this statement and you like to think and hope that they have a deep enough understanding of the game to realize the ramifications of what they're saying. I don't believe that's the case. And I don't believe that's true here. I think that they're taking the, the higher ups, strategy that they articulate in internal decks or internal powerpoints about how what they say the game mode is and pushing it back with a jaded view of reality of what the actual game mode is and that is the entire problem here Mm. i I just want to go back to something that was touched on with regards to ea just seeing the game differently to us and i i don't believe that's true i don't believe and that's what's so frustrating about this statement. I don't believe that they're like, oh, you guys thought our game was supposed to be building your armor team? <laughs> no way. How could you? I think that they're just doing their best to save any kind of embarrassment from the situation of Icon Gate right here. And it is, like I think Matt said, kind of like it's just so frustrating. As somebody who loves this game, loves this sport, and has spent the best part of, for me now, like 12, 13 years on this game mode, it mm-hmm. sickens me that they're like, hey, if you actually want to use the best players, go play head-to-head. What, what's frustrating is it's, it's not that they're like, oh, we didn't expect you to want to actually build your ultimate team. Like, they knew that they, people were here to build their ultimate team. It's why they release Icon SBCs. It's why they give us a team of the year. It's why they give us, like, rewards and things to help people build their mm-hmm. ultimate teams. So to then turn around and be like, oh, yeah, we didn't plan for that. It's like, well... You quite clearly did. Yeah. <laughs> You're lying. Do you, like, do you think that this just protects what they've got currently in terms of, you know, massively inflated prices on the top tier cards, you know, the need to spend, all that kind of thing? You just think they're trying to protect what they've got? What I find interesting is is what Nathan said uh, with regards to it, people listen to EA. And, and it, it speaks volumes about the echo chamber that we live in because I I would contest that, but obviously I'm not in the general population i'm not part of casuals or anything and so the fact that like as perceived by most this statement from ea will just be accepted and be like oh yeah i've said this we're we're just gonna blindly believe it that's why i think that they've made a statement like this because they know their shareholders their stakeholders their investors their general core user base will see this and be like okay thank you so much for for giving that back to us but the people that are essentially the foundation of why Ultimate Team became successful in the first place are looking at this and and like, come on, like this just isn't the truth, is it? This just isn't reality. Yeah, just on that, Nep, I, I think I agree with you there. I think there's two there's two distinct audiences in there. There's, there's the audience we're talking about now where they want to build their Ultimate Team, they want to have icons, they want to have Team of the Years, they want to be able to grind to get the best team possible to try and achieve the best results and you know, to get the best team they can. But there's also the casual base who, like you said, could read this. And when they talk about FIFA as a game of skill, 
they could interpret that as, oh, actually, I don't need to, you know, have the best team. I can just enjoy the game modes. It's, it's not that, you know what I mean? That's that's the yeah. audience that they're, t- they're kind of aiming it at that audience. Yeah, Whereas absolutely. I think what this kind of conversation has come to is people like yourself and other content creators and professional FIFA players are reading this and their reaction's completely the opposite. And I think that just highlights what is going on with FIFA at the moment in the in the gameplay as well, in that the casuals, in terms of the people that play kickoff and, you know, just against their mates or on seasons or whatever, you know, the game is as it is because it gives people a level, a level playing field in terms of, you know, anyone can win. You don't have to be particularly skilled at the game to win and the best players can lose to the worst players, etc. Whereas the pro players, they want a game where, you know, if you're skilled at the game and you put practice into it, they want that to show on the pitch. So there's a very, there's a very clear difference between the two. And I think it's trying to find that middle ground between the two. And I think it, it, it's it's going to be so difficult for EA to find that middle ground because at the end of the day, FIFA's a football game. And in football, the best team doesn't always win. And there's going to be, there's, there's that discussion around, well, how closely do, do you want FIFA esports to imitate real football? Because in real football, people fall over and players go on and score and, you know, goals come from deflections and all that kind of stuff so there's there's definitely very two opposite sides and you could you could read it very differently depending on which camp that you fall in yeah i i think one thing that's like very very like almost arguing semantics but a lot of the words and the wording they use for example they said uh in the real world no football club has the world's highest rated players in each 11 positions okay in the real world eusebio doesn't play football pele doesn't play football there's never two ronaldos on the field at the same time Mm. like we can't use the in the real world as an argument. And, and there's so many little mentions of things that they've got in these statements that, are, that I, I just see. And I think, okay, this, this isn't what you like. This isn't the narrative you've been pushing since foot champs came in, in 2017, you've been pushing this fantasy game mode, you know, packs, building your best team, compete against the best. Now all of a sudden it's, Oh no, we didn't plan that to be in the real world. And, you know, if the premise here is that you want the best, you've got other options for that. And it's 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 going to be not. I don't think mm. a difficult challenge for them. I think it's going to be an impossible task for them to give the truth of what they want ultimate team to be, whilst protecting the economy that it creates for EA. The the issue they've got is that the pro scene is based on ultimate team, uh, and that that's the that's the real issue because. You know that you know. I'm sure you know some of the views of the professional FIFA players in terms of what the game's like and and things. And I think that that's the issue where yeah. to be competitive mm-hmm. on Ultimate Team, and we can see looking at you know any event going, the better players lead to better results on on the pitch. Um, and the yep. pros say that that's why pros try and work all the year round. They spend money on the game to try and get the best players. So there's a massive difference between the two communities and there's two different ways you could read this and there's two very different responses from what I've experienced in terms of the statement that they've said. So yeah, I agree with what you're saying there. Yeah, and then in terms of, I suppose, aligning on these things in terms of, well, EA's viewpoint on how the game should be and the committed foot community that you'll see commenting on this feel the game should be. Matt, what do you think would work, I suppose, to bring that together? Like, what would you like to see? There just need, there needs to be so much more consideration towards 
loyal customers because you know we've been playing ultimate team in here you know best part of a decade at least this statement here it's just another ploy by ea to protect this current ecosystem that they've got in place that without a doubt makes them the most money they're not going to come out and say oh no we want we're going to make it so everyone can be- can get the best team they've they've come out and said oh well if you want to play with some of the best players you can play as liverpool man city or psg whenever you like in you know seasons or career mode that's come on like are we are we really going to go down that route and and saying things like you know a strong player can be successful where their team is bronze silver or gold or a mixture of three again come on like if we're in esport you know that's not the case like just look at any of these pro events nobody's rocking up with even silvers they're rocking up with the same gold teams the same icons all that kind of thing so as a community member it's so frustrating just to sit back and watch a game that we're so passionate about and a sport that we're so passionate about get all the life sucked out of it all these statements come out that just seem to set us back year on year just in the pursuit of making it as the biggest cash cow it can be every year and again i'm i'm a little bit disappointed that we couldn't just have a little a little bit more sort of just be a little bit more upfront and say like yeah we we get it like at points, I know they're not going to say that because it'll obviously hurt their profits and that's obviously a big corporation. That's what they're mainly going to be focused on. But I feel like we just need to have a little bit more consideration towards the community. Like whenever EA are coming out and saying things, their intentions, their philosophy, it's just becoming clearer that, you know, it's a very sort of us and them situation. And we as a community, you know, we're not asking for too, too much. I feel like I think we just want a little bit more consideration. I think as a community... I think if we had a different a different game, so to speak, that was a little bit more generous, perhaps, in allowing the community to obtain higher tier players and actually achieve that goal of an ultimate team, we'd be more than willing to spend heavily on it. I think you've got a load of people that spend heavily on this game and they don't like it at the moment. If we change that in the future and make the community more engaged, make a game that we're happy to spend on, I've been saying this for years, their profits, their revenues might go even higher because we'd be willingly spending our money on it. That is an interesting point. You certainly hear a lot of people say, you know, I'm really committed to the game, but don't spend money because it isn't worth it. And I suppose that could be an avenue that could benefit both parties. Japes, how do you see that potentially playing out? The way I would imagine it going is you have, hey... Here's a decision that we want to make that we think is going to improve the overarching gaming experience. If that doesn't have a business outcome attached to it for EA, then it doesn't make sense from a business sense. And at the core, EA is a publicly traded company and they have a responsibility to do things for their business that will increase shareholder value. And so unless it is abundantly clear that making wholesale changes to the game that the community wants will do that, then the people making those decisions, because it's their job, and mind you, EA is a triple AAA publisher. They're at the very top. People that are working at EA, like there aren't many other companies within gaming that you're going to jump to from EA. It's at the very, very top. So there, on an individual level, you don't want to rock the boat in a way that could have majorly and extensive ramifications for the overarching business and Mm. shareholder value. Absolutely. Uh, Really good point. And I want this to move us 
onto something very much connected, looking at this in practice, I suppose, and thinking about how the power curve should work across the cycle. And that's particularly relevant because back in FIFA 18 this week, we got Prime Icon Hullet, Prime Icon R9, and Prime Icon Maldini all available as SBCs. Now, people seem to think that as soon as a player is out as an SBC, they end up in your club straight away, which obviously isn't the case. So that's worth bearing in mind. But there's certainly been a different approach to something like icon accessibility in past years. That's that's for certain. Where do we feel the game should be from this perspective? How should the power curve be managed? And uh, yeah, Nep, I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts on that, actually. Where do you think that the power curve should go over the course of the year? I wouldn't care so long as I can work towards my ultimate team at my pace, regardless. Like when you look at MLB The Show or even FIFA Mobile or NBA 2K, you have access to the Opal 99 rated cards from day one. It just takes a whole bunch of time to get there. Like, to, for example, to get to the Opal cards, you need to claim 10 players that cost three tokens that unlocks the five token players. You need to then claim 10 of those to unlock the seven token players and so on and so forth. And, it, you know, it works out to like hundreds, if not thousands of hours of gameplay to get to the 99 rated card. Mm. I would love that. I, w I wouldn't care then because I'd be playing for my ultimate team. I, I want some, or, or just an XP system like FIFA Mobile where it's like almost in line with the power curve. So let me take Kieran Tierney as a 79 gold and get him up to a 93 or 94 rate of gold. But obviously the, the XP required is exponentially greater for like 89 to 90 compared to 79 to 80. And to earn that XP, I have to do gameplay, objectives, rewards, the lot. Like that for me, then a power curve and a power creep doesn't matter. EA can then just drop in cards that are just in line with the average as it is now. But I think ultimately the biggest problem is the power creep, regardless of what the promo is, is always going to be out of balance because of icons and because of Ronaldo and because of Neymar and Mbappe. Those as gold standard cards will still be usable in Team of the Season and beyond mm. this year, this game cycle. And that that just creates a problem. Let me ask this real quick, because I'm, I'm not as familiar with 2K or MLB The Show. On those games, do people... Do I guess like hardcore players or even like I don't know medium level intensity? Do they and do people end up having the exact same squads in those games? No, and what's interesting is because of animations again. Yeah. Like certain players have different release animations for the shots <laughs> or body animations or skill moves and things like that, which keeps the the teams different. But then also, it, and again, it comes down to like fan favorites and club heroes. Mm. Like I would use a ninety nine Abamyang. Instead of my okay, so anybody can get okay, just I love got him. it. Because my my issue with swaps the way they were in eighteen is it got so redundant to play against all of the top icons over and over and over and over. It got so boring, and mm. I think yeah. the, what you're saying or suggesting that like, I mean. It, Gosh, you think back to the first ever Ultimate Team, you used to be able to add permanent attribute cards. I had a 99 rated right mid Thomas Muller. I mm -hmm. would love that. Yeah. It would make me so yeah. happy to be able to have that card. Mm. That That is an interesting idea. I suppose for foot, it may be slightly different because there are just so many players in the game that a Thomas Muller 99 rated 
is more likely to feel like another Thomas Muller that's 99 rated because, you know, you've only then got body type, height and skill moves and weak foot traits and there aren't many that would differentiate. So you might need to have more things like, you know, your release animations, etc. Matt, what are your closing thoughts on this then? There should be something in there to allow you to obtain everything through gameplay, be it, you know, gameplay objectives, having a different currency to grind, making rewards rewarding, um, not having to play 30 games and, you know, maybe get a, a couple of hundred thousand coins. Like, it's it just, I like the way EA do certain things. Don't get me wrong. I think the way they split up the icons throughout the year is a very, very good way to do it. I don't think everyone should be getting, you know, Prime R9, Prime Moments R9 in the first two months. You need to have something to stretch it out. But we need to understand, EA need to understand, they see the game as a 12-month cycle, September to September. A lot of the community don't see it that way. And I think that's, an, again, another sort of disconnect. We perhaps see this game as a September through to June, July type deal where we think we should have the ability or access to all of these top cards in and around that sort of, you know, May to July period to actually make it worthwhile. No one wants to be getting their, getting their final team in August, playing with it for two weeks and then going on to the next game. We want to have our final teams a little bit earlier in the cycle have access to them a little bit earlier in the cycle so we can actually get a little bit of time actually using them and having fun with them. There's no point getting them two weeks before the next cycle comes out because then you've you've spent 12 months grinding for something for two weeks worth of, of gameplay and it's just not worthwhile. So I think that's something they that need to bear in mind. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's a good point. And, and also, you know, that I think one of the challenges is the team of the season is such a great time um, to stack up your club with players that are really, really good quality and quite reasonably priced. But then, of course, team of the season finishes and people are like, well, there's no, com- there doesn't feel like the same competitive push for people to use those players then towards the end. And then, of course, the players go and you move on to the new cycle. So, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, just quickly, keen to hear listeners' thoughts on this. Uh, any good comments we'll definitely bring up on future pods. Just get in touch at footweeklypod or footweekly at mail.com. Um, yeah, Japes. Your thoughts on uh, the right balance? I, my favorite time of year is when uh, the game first drops and you can't heavily rely on the AI to uh, overcompensate in many areas that like the power curve compensates for the further and further the year goes on. So I think that there's two steps. I, I like the idea of giving people like if they want to, as net preferred to no life and go ham and go nuts, like they should be able to get the cards they want. But also like, I think it would be beneficial to drop chemistry styles out of the game so that to EA's point, no team or no like card is perfect unless you put in the work mm. to do that. And like, cause right now chemistry styles just like, they fix so many cards and they have a, such a huge impact on the power curve that I think removing them entirely would make for an entirely different gameplay experience. Mm, I'm glad you got to squeeze your trademark chemistry style bashing into the discussion. Always good to see. Right. Uh, Nathan, do you want to just close with some final thoughts from you really? Because I think you could probably give us a little bit of a different perspective here. I mean, first and foremost, I'm a FIFA fan as well. So, you know, I know about this stuff and it's it's in as a journalist if if something happens I need to find out and ask the right questions in order to get the right answers. And I think with this particular statement the last one we're talking about I think it will open up a conversation as what I said before I think there's a like you said I think there's a difference between how some people at EA see FIFA and FIFA Ultimate Team 
And that is a bit different or a lot different to how the community sees the game. And now we've got these statements. If the community don't agree with that and EA see that, hopefully that will, you know, start a conversation around, okay, maybe maybe that's not, you know, what we should be doing. Or it just opens up that whole conversation around, because if this statement hadn't come out, we wouldn't necessarily know how EA feel about this stuff. So I'm, I'm just happy that it's opened up the conversation and we're talking about these issues. And we've heard EA directly from them in terms of what they believe FIFA Ultimate Team is about. And if some people don't agree with that, then that's where the, that conversation can start. And that can only lead to change. Indeed. Yeah, it's an important starting point, I suppose. And in fact, on the power curve thing... Where do you think the sweet spot might be as someone who has been in and around the foot scene, but particularly around and across people's thoughts on this particular topic? I think you, you mentioned a sweet spot there, but I think balance is what's causing all the issues because they're stuck between. I mean, what the conversation needs to be had around what FIFA needs to be. If it's a football simulation game, then there can be luck, there can be bounces, there can be slips, there can be dodgy moments that happen that you can't explain just like football. But if you want it to be a team where you can play with Ronaldo and Ronaldinho and Pele and Cruyff and Vieira, then it can't be a football simulation because that's not real football. So there needs to be, eventually, I believe, there'll be two, there'll be a FIFA Ultimate Team mode and it'll be separate to... Mm the normal fever because from EA's point of view, I can see their position and especially with the next gen consoles that are coming out, they've got the power to make it as realistic a football game as possible. But that might not be what ultimate team players and pro players and people that really want to compete against the, at the highest level and get the best cards. That might not be what they want. So I think the balance is, it's, is what it's what's causing all the issues. And I think they just maybe need to go to two separate games. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting point because I think a manual version of foot would necessarily mean that you would have uh, less stat impact, essentially. Like it would be more down to the player's individual skill, less down to player stats. So therefore, this whole thing about having specific players in the game would be less relevant. And that certainly works for the competitive scene, but I suppose for your general foot punter who wants the very best, then and, and for those players to have an impact in the game that's going to be something that is going to be difficult to balance and we shall see what goes on. Well, it's been a great pod, lots and lots that we've gone through there. And uh, of course, we'll say our goodbyes and a huge thank you to all our guests this week, to Nepenthes. Nep, thank you very much for coming on. People can, of course, catch you on exclusively Facebook Gaming. Yep, they can indeed. FBAFB.gg, but it's like not Nepenthes because... Somebody has that, can you imagine? It's Nepenthes, so it's a bit weird. But just just Google Nepenthes and don't read like the first five minutes. <laughs> 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 um, uh, yeah, the podcast that you were doing, enjoyed the first couple of episodes. Yes. Are you going to bring it? Yeah. Is it going to come back when? That will come back as soon as lockdown's done. Yeah, that will come back. Like I, I, I like podcasts like this, but where I wanted to take my podcast was very much real life in a studio with the people kind of thing. So it kind of got put on hold whilst COVID has ruined the world. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it's called The Show. The Show. Great. Well, Nep, it's been great to have you on. Yeah, thank you. And a big thanks to Matt for trading. Great to have you on. Thank you very much, Ben. It was, uh, yeah, it was a good one. I like, I like obviously having these, these sort of in-depth discussions about where the game's at. So uh, yes, glad to have my input and hopefully we'll uh, see some things changing in the future. Yep. And... Something that isn't changing is Jape's streams. 
you can catch those twitch.tv slash airjapesfifa or on twitter uh, twitter.com slash airjapes great pleasure to have you on uh, the pleasure is as always all mine right and finally a huge thank you to you Nathan for coming on no it's been a pleasure thank you great to hear and where can people catch you yes yeah, so you can catch me on twitter at esportsknife and uh, we also do a, a podcast called level up the esports and gaming show which is at level up pod on twitter and you can just search for it and uh, wherever you get your podcast basically Great to hear. Well, that wraps us up. And if you are listening to this pod for the first time, do go over and subscribe on wherever you would like to get your podcast from. Perhaps you're not even listening to podcasts. You can do that. You can do it through Spotify and you can do it through Apple Podcasts, which is on your iOS device already. Uh, So you can check them out there. Plenty to explore. For now, though, we will say our goodbyes. And we don't do that without, of course, thanking all those supporters keeping the pod going. You can do so too over at BIT dot ly slash more pod a big thanks to all of those and to those icon supporters dave b dj fifa player coach fast hugh j thomas alan g hunter b alistair martin m jordan matt l chris w david s liam b reese a harry p sam b adam g neil p jake g robbie s jake s zach o tom b stephen f eric t Christopher R, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Lee A, Paul, Johan P, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Sam P, David C, Brian S, Sila P, Mikael L, Nishant, Reuben D, Dougie, Anthony R, Jeff B, Stephen M, Roger D, at pace of a tortoise, Stephen C, Andrew C, Dan W, Pobius, Sporkum, Bronco, Matt H, and Savage P. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Nick V, Hugh J. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Tom M, Darren W and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. Before I leave you though, just one more thing to add. FIFA's a bit like life really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, I'll catch you next time. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. 
because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.